Welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. And we are church in... I lost my train of thought because Brent pointed at something. You, you Well, okay. So you uh, you put your sticker, your Christmas Eve sticker yeah, on your I computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't have any other stickers no, on your I computer. Don't. And then all of a sudden in the bottom left corner... Christmas Eve. I really Eastlake. like it. It's cute. It it turned out fantastic. Yeah. If you came to Christmas Eve, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Eric's uh, wife. Oh, did Hannah, she make that? that made, is, uh, yeah. Did the drawing for us and That's was cool. our design for the year. That's super and cool. we bought uh, way too many stickers. So guess what's going to be our design next year? <laughs> the same one. The same exact logo. <laughs> it's really great one, though, so I'm not even worried about yeah. it. How are you, Megan? I'm good. It has good. been two weeks since we uh, have last talked on this podcast recording uh, equipment, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been, uh, we've had Christmas Eve. It's true. We've had uh, New Year's. Yep. Uh, you've been uh, off of, uh, on a little Christmas break from work. It's true. Today is your first day back. It was. Today yep. was my first kid's day back mm-hmm. in school, and they remembered what it feels like to wake up before 8 a.m., <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they did pretty good, though. They did they did all right. And yeah. uh, how was your Christmas? It was, you know, small, but good. Did you get all of the things that you needed? <laughs> I mean, kind of. That is actually, I got a new peeler for yeah. Christmas. And, like, life-changing. It's how so exciting. How many times did you wear the socks that I got you? <laughs> I haven't worn them. Ah, you. <laughs> We're going to have to start over. That's not acceptable. <laughs> I actually looked at them today, and I was like, oh, I should wear those. And yeah, you should have. <laughs> Would have gone great with that outfit. <laughs> I got, I spent thousands of dollars on a pair of socks for, oh my for gosh. Megan. No, you didn't. And she has not even <laughs> attempted to take them out of the box. They are, they have gold. They're sewed with gold and they have pearls, like legit pearls, black <laughs> pearls, actually, the expensive ones draped uh, on the edges of them. Uh, nope. And they look like a Mariner's jersey they, <laughs> with gold in it. Um, uh, I also so got a chance. Lies. I got a treat over Christmas break. You did. I got to eat chocolate orange. What oh, yeah, that's right. It's a, well, I don't remember what the Chocolate brand orange is. ball. <laughs> it's, it's an a ball orange yes. that's made out of chocolate. Yes. And then you like smack it on a table and it breaks into like orange slices. Everybody knows, everybody knows what you're talking yeah. about, but no, no, everybody's going, oh yeah, yeah, that thing, whatever mm-hmm. that thing is. Uh, and I'm the I same always way. call it a chocolate orange. I don't understand how they... Got the chocolate or the printed like they printed uh-huh. stuff on the center on the inside of the chocolate. Well, there's the there's a center stick, and mm-hmm. so they make the little individual chocolate slices, and then they like melt it onto that center stick, and then when you break it, you break them off from that center stick. Yes, I I think I get that, but I don't <laughs> understand how in melting it to the stick, it doesn't mess up the uh-huh. the actual design to make it look like an orange. <laughs> it was really fascinating, actually. <laughs> How it all worked. Um, my sister-in-law, no, uh-huh. my sister, sorry, my brother-in-law uh-huh. bought my son a rock tumbler for Ooh, Christmas. Ooh, we had one of those growing up. It has been uh, constantly going in our room <laughs> for a period of, what day is today? The 10th of January? Uh-huh. No, it's the 4th. 4th, <laughs> yes. Four days plus however many days from Christmas uh-huh. Day until then. And it's loud and it's incessant and it never stops. And... <laughs> Uh, that has been a, a real treat, a real treat. So uh, we, uh, we've got some rocks tumbling. Yeah. We've got like robots. Uh, we've got, 
we've got like race cars that are already broken. Nice. I'm trying to think of what else we got. London got a uh, hammock swing for her Ooh. upstairs bedroom. Oh yeah, she was telling me she was so going to get that. More, and was yeah, really she excited. knew. Uh, more holes in the ceiling, which is great. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think. I bought uh, Kylie a bread machine. She got a bread cool. machine. Did she want that? I wanted that for her. <laughs> it's not a good. No, she gift. did. No, 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 no. She did. Hers broke, and so then she was unable to make all of us her rolls. And I think that really hurt her emotionally. And sure. so she uh, she really wanted to be able to fulfill that. So we bought her a little bread machine. Uh, that's really funny. And no, we had a great time. It was great. Lots yeah. of fun time with family. And then uh, New Year's Eve, did you stay up? I did. Did you? Uh-huh. Nice. Did you watch um, nope. Anderson Cooper? On- Didn't watch any of those things. Really? Nope. Okay. But I right. stayed up. And listen to all the fireworks that went off around my house. So what did you do to stay up if you're not watching TV? I was watching and TV. I, you, I just wasn't watching. Were you with mom and dad? No, I was in my house alone. Wait, I wait, stay wait. up late. Oh, okay. Normally, like when I don't have, I can stay up pretty late normally. All so. right. Sometimes I fall asleep on the couch. Sometimes I'm just staying up anyway. Got but, it. Did you watch any yeah. fun shows over break? Um, oh, man. I like watched, that's all I did over break was watch TV. I don't know if everything was fun. I watched Hundred Foot Journey. I talked about that yesterday during um, pre-service. Okay, uh, which I hadn't seen. It's an older movie, but I hadn't. Oh, it's seen a movie. It. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Um, I watched that new um, that Prime original movie, Sylvie's Love, which okay. is like a romantic comedy, but it has um, black main characters and okay. It's kind of like The Notebook a little bit, um, but better. And so yeah. Kylie and I watched the Netflix one with George Clooney in space. Oh, did you um, like it? I yeah. felt nervous about it, so I didn't watch it. Here's the thing it. I have, uh, the problem that I have with- it Was he actually like, in space? I thought he was like the lone survivor on Earth or something. Yeah, so okay. he was the lone survivor on Earth. And then, yeah, but there's like the ships coming back. So there's a lot okay, of space good. footage and okay. like a lot of it is in there. I feel like in every space movie, it has to be like- you have to like have a like a feeling of depravity at every moment and like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. And I don't know if that's just like like do you remember like gravity, interstellar, all of those were yeah. like, guys, you think it's bad? It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Like you could die at any second. Like and this little little rock is gonna hit your, you know, shield and it's done and all this kind of stuff. It just feels like there's never any happiness in any of those movies. You're just like, <laughs> I just hope that there's some sort of resolution at the end. And I'm not going to tell you if it was or not. It's an yeah. okay movie. It wasn't great. It was okay. okay. If you're like super bored, which, you know, who's not, then maybe, <laughs> and you have Netflix or your parents' Netflix or something like that, then go for it. I Honestly, uh, I can't even remember the name of it at this point. Midnight. Oh, yeah. Midnight Sky? Midnight Sky. That might be it. I watched, I started watching their, Netflix has a series called The English Game. Okay. It's only oh, one season. I watched uh, a couple episodes of that at the very beginning. It's about beginning. like when soccer turns from being like rugby essentially into being actually soccer, like the soccer game that we know today. Yeah. yeah. And like when it starts going away from being just an elitist, um, like gentleman, high class game to the common people playing it. But right. I've, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah. So I've watched like three or four episodes. I think. Kylie uh, watched a few and got me into that a, mm-hmm. a while back. And I, uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I need to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Fun. Well, uh, that's exciting. I we know. stayed up until uh I know I heard Jovi well. on Sunday telling Lauren <laughs> very excitedly that she stayed up until midnight. Oh yeah, she was so <laughs> she she could do it. She's like our night owl and uh-huh. like, you know, she has like this weird 
energy reserve tank. <laughs> a key, like if she needs to bring it out, she mm-hmm. can. Um, Grayson hits a wall and just <laughs> looks like he just got knocked out. He was on the floor at 1130, sprawled out. And we were at um, a friend's house and they had fireworks that they lit off because, uh-huh. you, you know, the fireworks thing. And and the next morning we went up to Grayson and I knew he had slept through the whole thing because we tried to wake him up. We're like, Grayson, buddy, fireworks. And he's just like out. And so I said, uh, you know, next morning we were like, man, what do you think all those fireworks? And he was like, there were fireworks? You're so mean. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> buddy, they were huge. You you totally missed it. I don't understand. Uh, so I did buy my bo- or myself a like baby bottle of champagne. That was pretty fun. Fun. And I was nervous. I've never actually opened a bottle of champagne. <laughs> and so I was like nervous. And then this is the best part. Are you ready? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> it was a twist stop. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, they kind of all are well, like I a know, little but bit. I thought like like it was a little like just metal twist off. It wasn't even like a cork. No, it was plastic. It was a plastic twist off. Oh, stop. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and I like, bought the amped, fancy stuff then. And I like <laughs> amped myself up and I and then I was like, oh never mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're like warning it, the cats around. Hey, watch out, Spice. Stay over there. This could go anywhere. Did you? Did you just champagne? Just just like it, just that, or did you mix it with any orange juice no, to just, sweeten it up? I just had that. Look at you, mm-hmm. fancy. I know. Look at that's awesome. All right. Did you make any resolutions this year? No, I don't do that. Occasionally, and I will. That requires a follow up question. Why? Which is oh. I, sorry. I thought that was I thought that was rhetorical. Uh, um. I occasionally I'll like like say hey I want to do a habit or whatever yeah. but I don't think of it like a resolution per se. Um so yeah and I don't because they're they're meaningless like I don't know. <laughs> All these people listening right now who made habits and like I'm doing good things with my life finally I finally turned the corner. And then Megan comes and just shoots down your dreams. I think it's a resolution if you're like a new year's resolution that's like if you're like I'm going to like make a habit. That's a yeah. different mindset. Okay. Then all right. New Year's so let me change my habit. Let me question up. Did you start any new habits on I January first? Okay. All right. <laughs> Good. That's not fine. I'm like an, I, I. I would say I'm like somewhere in the middle of that. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good time for reflection. I do feel like because we had a question. We had we're talking some goals at staff meeting today, and I just said how how much energy it feels like it takes right now to be able to set long-term goals just because you're just not sure what cards you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, what's your strategy for this game? I don't know what are the rules. I don't know. Yeah. We'll tell you in a few months. And you're like, well, that why don't I wait for a few months yeah. and figure out what my goals are then? <laughs> um, that kind of feels like a little bit about where it's at. But I'm like, there's a few things that I can definitely control in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I got, all right, I don't have like a set in stone. I just know, here's what I know. I need to drink more water. That's like... I need more water in my life. Do you know how much water you're supposed to drink? Uh, Way more than I actually physically drink. you're supposed to drink. Half of your body weight in ounces. Is that right? Yes, but when someone told me that, and I thought it meant your body weight in ounces, and then you have to. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And I was like, that's, you cannot, you physically cannot drink that much water. five minutes. Help me. I I need to figure this out. No, I was like, I will die if I drink that much water. And then I figured out, oh, no, it's like. You take your body weight in pounds and you half that. Here's the problem, though. I did even the math on that. Yeah. And it felt like paralyzing. That's like, what will I be doing? So, you know, like 32 ounce water bottles. Uh It's like, for me, it's like four of those. Yeah. I'm trying to like, 
do, like where, where will I find the time to drink all of that water? You drink, drink one or close to one, like right when you wake up. That's the easiest time for me to drink mm -hmm. water is right when I wake up. I feel like I can chug about 32 ounces. That's the best that you're supposed. That's like a really good time to drink a lot of water as okay. well as right when you wake up. All right. And then they, I'll you tell know. you the hardest time that I have to drink water is when I have an open beer pop in front of me. That's the really the <laughs> hardest time I have to be like, I should chug water right now. And uh, that's re it's really difficult. I forget during the day. Like, I'm not good during the day, but I can I do well in the morning, and then in the evening I do pretty well as well. Yeah. So. I, I reinstituted the uh, Nalgene water bottle yeah. to try and – if I have it around me. like mm -hmm. So we're about to do a series called Nudge, which is going to be um, our next series. Yeah. It's going to be about how you can, like, if you want to do something, you can prepare yourself by setting up little tiny reminders, right, yeah. and thinking through some of that stuff. And so as I'm kind of reading some of this stuff, I'm realizing, and I know I need to drink water, I'm like, all right, if I just carry this around, it's going to be so annoying. But every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I should just take a little drink. And then maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll get to like a quarter of the ounces mm -hmm. that of my body weight that I should be drinking. And that'll be better than the, I don't know, almost nothing that I drank before. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's part of it. Um, trying to have a little bit more consistent of a bedtime and, and wake up time as opposed to just kind of fluctuating. I've, I've The research that I've done is like, it, you're... The amount of hours is a factor for sure, but mm -hmm. like just a regularity where your body goes, yeah, I should be entering into sleep mode and then kind of sticking with that and a wake up mode in mm -hmm. that as well, I think is always um, something a little better. Um, what else? Uh, bought some new running shoes. So nice. uh, <laughs> then I feel guilty if I don't use them. Um, so um, I think that's probably nice. maybe it. Those are know. some good things to do. I guess. We'll yeah. see. Not like super stoked about it. <laughs> Sound really excited. The well, the weather is not helping either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like want want rain, more rain, more wind. I kind of like. I actually kind of like walking or running in the rain. No, this, I enjoy it. Ugh, that's awful, awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we are back oh. in the office this week. We finally yeah. got all cleaned up from Christmas Eve. Everything put away and everything done, and we're like forward looking, moving forward. We got. The series kind of planned out through like April, May sort of stuff. It's Ooh. been kind of fun progress in that way. We kicked off a brand new series on Sunday uh, called Letters to the Next President. And uh, really kind of looking at in this one, a letter written to a uh, king at the time in Daniel chapter four and chapter five and kind of the advice given there and perhaps, you know, realizing um, if you could say anything to anybody in power an, an address of the problem with pride really it was, it was an issue with like pride and stuff and access and, and power. And if you, if you're not really careful with it, beware, cause it's a stewardship issue and it, it's temporary. It all, everything we have is temporary and you're going to be accountable for it. And so if that was one thing I could kind of share with that, I, I followed up a talk on pride and ego uh, on Sunday night by going home, flipping through the channels and getting stuck on um, finishing off the last hour of The Pursuit of Happiness with my wife. Oh. Which is, have you watched that yep, in a while? Yeah, it's a good one. Oh my god. Well, I haven't, gosh. I don't think I've watched it recently, recently, but so it is a freaking really good, good. Yeah. And it was like the perfect, perfect follow-up for <laughs> what do you do with a guy who's got, you know, uncontrollable power, all of the privilege, all of the stuff. And then he just kind of thinks that he did it all himself. And then watching a guy you know, have almost none of those things mm -hmm. and the way that he treats his kid and tries to make a better life for himself and do all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, it was a good combo. It was a yeah. good combo. I looked at my <laughs> wife and I said, you're crying. Why are you, I'm, you're, I'm not crying. You're crying. That kind of thing. 
and uh, it was it was a fun. Mm. I, I, you know, I don't maybe don't recommend it because the emotional roller coaster that you go on it's for the day is, is pretty tough. But it was yeah. it was good. It was it was yeah. solid. So um, <laughs> we did have a question come in yeah. uh, via our. Um, Via our connect cards. Actually, you want to go for? Why don't you go first? Okay. With your kind of thoughts, and then I'll I'll follow up with <laughs> with these. That that makes more sense. Okay. Um. I think what? Oh, I liked when you were talking about you talked about delayed consequences. How like oh this is gonna happen, but then when it doesn't happen right away, we're like, well, I can still do this. Um. And I thought that was an imp- that's a really important piece. I think when we're talking about. When we're talking about stewardship, or we're talking about leadership, when we're talking about power, is um, when those consequences don't happen right away. We we think we can push it longer, push it more. Yeah. Um. And so I that part kind of struck me, and I enjoyed hearing about nothing that. inflates the ego like delayed yeah. consequences, right? Because yeah. he is out there on his deck going, tw- and it's twelve months later mm-hmm. for sure. Maybe a month later, even three months later, maybe even six months later, he's still cautious about it, still thinkable about it. But twelve months, he's going, man. Yeah. Daniel was full of crap. Yeah. Man. And Daniel said, God is asking you to be, to like seek justice and to be kind to those who don't have power. And, and, you know, Nebuchadnezzar was like, uh, I mean, maybe. Yeah. That sounds yeah. great. And then 12 months later, I mean, nothing's happened yet. So, right. Um, yeah. So that part kind of struck me. I thought that was, a and the danger piece. too on that is he genuinely was like a really smart dude. Like his mm-hmm. policy of bringing, bringing back the best and the brightest and trying to make, um, Babylon, a uh, a hub of intellect and a a hub of culture, um, and his ability to not make them continue to operate as distinct foreigners, but trying to ingratiate them into their community and give them positions of influence and power. That's a unique step that really was kind of uh, progressive for mm-hmm. its time, for sure. And I think that even that progressive progressive sort of thought. <sighs> As, as inclusive as it was, still leads to, if left unchecked, this idea of, it was a great idea because I'm a great idea kind of guy. That's the kind of person that I am, right? <laughs> and then you then you you missed it. Then you yeah. lost it. You know what yeah. I mean? So Yeah. And then the other thing I was, um, you talked a lot at the end about stewardship and that was the part that stuck with you the most. So I was thinking about how, like, how are you when you babysit or house sit or um, pet sit for someone, right? Anytime anything happens, you're like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, this is, you're not mine. I'm just taking care of you right now. Like, like I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that that pet has everything that it needs so that it stays uh, alive. I remember, um, many years ago, I pet sat for my then boss who was also like my mentor and friend. And she told me when I like went in, she's like, well, if any of them die, just stick them in a bag in the freezer and we'll deal with them when we get home. And I was like, no, none of them are dying while I'm watching them because I can't be responsible for that. Um, And if we thought about like our own lives and our own things that we are in charge of or have agency over in that same way all the time, like it's not ours. We're borrowing it. We are. Um, taking care of it for now. If we thought of it that way, like what a different mindset that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 
I did. Uh, you, you mentioned at the end and talked a lot about it. I did go quite long. It's it's almost as if I haven't <laughs> talked to people for two weeks, and I'm like, hey, hey, everybody, I've been reading a lot. Come in here, you know. Let me download. I, I felt felt kind of bad about it. But no, I, it was your notes alone were six pages, which is kind of well, long yeah. You. But I I had a lot of verses yeah. that I walked through that I don't typically. I'll do like, hey, here's a couple passages from this, and we'll dive into this. For this, it was like this story that was almost almost two stories in one. Almost as like do Belshazzar in week two, but I just felt like there's just some good stuff in there about, you know, a dad who got it, uh, uh, not a dad, a grandpa who got it right, mm-hmm. uh, who eventually probably almost definitely told his family about it. Mm-hmm. And then a son who is, I, I like that idea of the son who inherited the business and, and really from a dad who probably inherited the business. And you know that, you know, those kind of people, like yeah. you, people make movies about those types of people. Those characters <laughs> are art. It's almost like a, a, character trope mm-hmm. um, because it's so easily played out and um, then to kind of see them get their own justice you know in, in the end or whatever is like okay yeah, that makes sense um, anyways uh, yeah yeah so okay so um, the question that came in from Teal our friend Teal mm-hmm. uh, said leadership uh, and by the way this came because on our connect card we have a little spot on there that says hey if there's anything you'd like brought up at the podcast please let us know and she took us up on it, which is yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you haven't done so, we would love to do that. It helps us actually kind of continue the conversation as opposed to me just telling you what I already told you and <laughs> Megan feeling like, well, since I work for Brent, I should probably tell him he did a great job and all this kind of stuff. So this is this is better. This is more realistic. Leadership means to lead. Uh, if leadership lead, uh, means to lead, then what is the best advice for the council the ones who follow the leaders to trust in them or to help them be a better leader. So if, for instance, mm-hmm. if you're not the person calling the shots, yeah. how do you support that? Or is the support the sort of thing? Or what do we, what do we, you know, what's our take on, on something like that? What's your immediate response for that? I mean, like my personal response to that is if you are in a position to counsel the leader, you need to be honest and truthful yeah. with your counsel because that's, that is your stewardship of that leadership, right? So if like if you're in a situation where there's a clear singular leader, whoever is in place around them um should be should have the capacity in a like functioning healthy relationship to say to like call out BS or to um give like true counsel. Um otherwise it's not that's not stewardship leadership, that's dictatorship. Yeah. Like, yeah. So to me, like, that's my personal opinion and like how I would want, if I was leader, I would want my people in positions of counsel to be honest with me. Yeah. In our last series, I, I referenced a book at the very beginning of the series uh, from a guy named Albert Speer, who's wrote, wrote his memoirs about the inside the Third Reich, stories about Hitler. And I'm I'm only about halfway through that book because it's not, I know it's not a book that I can preach from. Um, and so like, I have to do it like I'm like free time. And I know if we've had a ton of free time lately, so it's just kicking myself to do it. But it's also hard to like, deep dive into third Reich stuff. Yeah. And like, it's like a 600 page book and, and be there for a long time and not get depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to like read that and then be like, all right, I'm going to pull out and re go read a novel now or go around and read a business (laughs) or money or something like that. And uh, I'll, I'll come back to this. So Mm -hmm. I've done that like three times with this book. Anyways. Um, in this, he talks a, a lot about the personalities involved in the decision-making table of, you know, uh, the the World War II kind of war process. And 
all of the different personalities and the dynamics at play in Hitler not making these in isolation, how he responded well, how they liked to butter him up to be able to, you know, do these sorts of deals. And in this, you realize that this guy, Albert Speer, was a brilliant leader, even though he wasn't the leader. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to talk about leadership, you're probably going to talk about Hitler. But this is the guy making major decisions behind the scenes and navigating how to deal with a megalomaniacal leader like Hitler, right? Yeah. Um, and all of the things, all of the people around them who knew how to manipulate the situation to make these processes work and and all of the political games behind it. And you see, I think in this moment, the part that I'm trying to get to is that um, even in in serving him in this way, there was a leadership, there were decisions involved in pointing out who's just trying to play you and what the politics are and trying to read the angles and knowing that I'm biased too, like I'm coming into it with my own kind of deal. Um, and I, I'm trying to think of specifically, there was one uh, instance and I'm, it's, I'm, I didn't have it written down. I should have written it down, but <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. Um, well, I've never read it, so I can't help you. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Oh man, I'm drawing a, a blank on this. <laughs> But I mean, the, the ultimate kind of thing is just that he, even though he wasn't in a position of of actually making the calls, that leadership kind of extends down. And, For sure. And how do you obviously bad? I don't know if you know this, but bad decisions were made uh, within the <laughs> leadership, or not only just in a moralistic level, but yeah, but but a lot of times, in, like it's just in general of yeah, like mm-hmm. pursuing. I mean, they did lose the Eastern Front with Russia yeah, and mm-hmm. going and being like, I know that the odds say that we shouldn't go against people in like a Russian winter. Like we, our people are not designed for that. The Russians are designed. They, they know how to survive a Russian winter. We do not, Mm -hmm. but the saving the face of, well, we can't look like we're retreating or losing. So therefore we'll go for it, you know, and not standing up for that. There was some, some really poor decisions along Mm -hmm. the way that really cost them a ton. Um, and, uh, so how do you, how do you, help them see clearly the things that they can't see, right? Yeah. If you're if you're on the council, can you become trusted enough advisor to speak truth and do it in a loving way that they actually see that you're trying to help them locate some blind spots? Yeah. Um I think that's a big piece. Yeah. Well, and that goes like we all have agency. Um and in whatever your situation is, you have you have leadership. And it might not look like I'm leading the charge or I'm in charge of this group or I'm the CEO or I'm whatever, but you have leadership in some capacity. And so, um, how are you using that? Yeah. Um, I did. I I remembered one part of this. Okay. (laughs) Hitler had a almost photographic memory on certain things. And so what he would do many times is memorize details of munitions stuff like this bullet, this caliber of this gun goes this range and, and this whatever. And he would surround himself with people who um, he, well, he would try to impress people by saying mm-hmm. all of these details that were actually factu- factually accurate, mm-hmm. right? And they were supposed to be the leader. They're, he's, they're, he's bringing in this general... And then he's going to spit out these stats 
and these stats are right, but like the overall decision of how you use this information is wrong. Mm -hmm. But Hitler wanted to intimidate hit the people around him yeah. and he would call them out when they would lie about the range of this tank and he would say actually it's this to try and gain this like perception of mm -hmm. superiority and it worked for him all for so long and this guy realized the game that he was trying to play so he would never allow you know Hitler to do to play that game with him he would kind of call him out on his bs a little bit mm -hmm. and um, I just, and, and Hitler responded, well, like leaders do when they realize that kind of somebody's matching them intellectually, yeah. um, kind of seed them some territory on that way. But it was just interesting to see how that, how that took, uh, that took off. So seeing the games that even this person is playing and challenging them back, if you're in a council sort of position and somebody else is yeah. in charge, figuring out what are they doing to kind of manipulate things and, and lead with their own personal bias and, and what games are they playing and not being like, all right, I'll play that game with you. I'll let you do this. But also like standing up for mm -hmm. a little bit more of that's not the right way to play this. And thing. or like saying, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I see what you're doing. And I'm not going to let you do that. Yes, exactly. And then at, at that point, yeah. that person feels like, okay, they understand me. Like we're yeah. on some sort of a mm -hmm. same level in this way. Um, and so therefore I'm going to trust you a little bit more yeah. and I won't play this game with you because you know what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was freaking brilliant it's a good <laughs> it's here's what's really sad about it i'm about 300 pages into this book uh -huh. on uh this but, and the mistreatment of jews and the honest genocide like realistic mm -hmm. genocide has not made one like this guy was so he wrote his stuff from prison mm -hmm. post obviously after he got out in dash out prisons or whatever for 20 years and no mention at the at, at this point i mean it may kind of come up but like if you only read this as your only historical thought about World War II and Germany's involvement in this, like you hear about those Holocaust deniers and you wonder how they could be there. It's because it's because they only read this is the, the one side German of the story that's really smart. Like yeah. it's freaking brilliant. And they they did some brilliant things, right? And and then to live with the delusion that either that didn't matter or was such a minor deal, or I know he escaped um being hanged because he was able to kind of somewhat prove that he didn't know or operate with a high level of ignorance on some mm -hmm. of that stuff. Uh, and I don't know if this is his way of trying to like survive. Prove that. And I get yeah. that. Like if you're, we're all trying to survive. So, I mean, I don't know if this is the way you're telling your story, but anyways, yeah, that's all. That's neither here nor that has nothing to do with our talk. <laughs> other than it's been something I've been wrestling with and thinking through uh, on this. And uh, I, I think that part of it too has been a factor for me as I've been working through this book on, what do you do when you're speaking to a leader? Like mm -hmm. you change, you have to approach things differently. You have to say things uh, that gets them to understand a few, uh, a few things. And then to realize for ourselves, because it's not just for, I mean, but Biden's never going to read this or listen to this talk. <laughs> I know that. Um, it's for us. What if he did? No, it's for us. <laughs> don't even, don't even bring that up. Um, this is for the, the way that we lead and the, the roles yeah. and the positions that we have and that we also, we're not above thinking that, Look at all this stuff that I've made for myself. Look yeah. at this great kingdom. Look at this paid off house. Look at this, you know, really nice car that I drive. Look at this stuff. This is, yeah. I made this. This is all for my glory and my benefit. And I was thinking about that as well. Like we, maybe your only leadership is of yourself, but if you're Christian, you don't, that's not yours either. Yeah. Um, you are a steward of yourself um, because we belong to God. And like, if you believe in Christianity, you believe that as well. And so, um, like even in that sense, 
Like you did not create it. It is given to you. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just like understanding that as well, even about how you treat your own body and treat yourself. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Well, Teal, hopefully that answered your question <laughs> and all your questions in life. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to our something yeah. interesting. You open, so I, I go first. For sure. Um, so I'm going to try something this week that is going to be my first attempt into a new for uh, it's a new foray into a, uh, draft style of, of, uh, NFL playoff, the playoffs are upon uh, okay. us. So we're going to go football here for just a okay. second. All right. Um, so this year there are seven, uh, teams in each conference that made it, which is an addition to usually it's only six. Now it's yeah. seven. The Seahawks got and the three seed. Like zero of them knew who they were playing. It was crazy. Yesterday, yesterday was nuts. <laughs> yesterday was like, oh man, that almost never happens like that. Mm -mm. Um, and I don't know if it was just, just the seventh thing. I, I think it was, um, which I think they're probably going to keep at this point because I think it was made for a, a much better week 17 than mm -hmm. typical football seasons. Um, so anyways, um, fantasy football is over and that's it. And yet you got the, like, these are like some of the most watched playoff or football games of the year. And so, uh, a couple of friends and I have decided to do what's called a Calcutta style draft. What does that where, even mean? I know. Let me, I'm going to try and okay. explain it as best as I can. You're basically <laughs> picking teams to not just win the Super Bowl, but win certain, you get a certain amount of points based on every round that they win a game. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so like every round you pick like who's going to win. the first round is worth, let's just say it's worth two points. Got the it. second round is worth four points. Obviously, if you pick the Super Bowl winner, then that's great. You get two points, four points, six yep. points, and 10 points. Mm -hmm. But you can, if you pick the Super Bowl winner and a bunch of losers, yep. you can lose to the person For who sure. picks some people that are like uh, like around uh, doing well that get all the way to the conference finals. Yeah, like if you picked all correctly on the first round, yeah, you would get you're a, in the a lead. Lot of like points. You, you're going to yeah. win more points in that round yeah. than the person who picks the Super Bowl. So that's way better than okay. Well, you know, whoever gets to go first gets to pick the Kansas City Chiefs, and the second team gets mm -hmm. the, the Seahawks. Right? Yeah. I'm just I'm propping them up. They're probably not in <laughs> position number two, but um, that means like, oh, if I draw fourth, then I'm probably out, and I'm this isn't any fun anymore. This yeah. creates a little bit more of a. I got to think through some matchups, and and the way that the 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 thing works is like, can you, multiple people pick the same teams? No. Okay. No. But and then you and then you auction each team off. Oh. Like I'll buy them for a dollar. I'll buy them for five dollars mm -hmm. or something like that. Uh, and uh, it kind of like you don't know how much a team is going to go for until it's this way. And and then uh, there's different like and then there's variables for like what's called prop bets or proposition bets. So like the team with the most turnovers, which how in the world do you? factor mm -hmm. that in, um, they get like 2% of the pot or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, if you get, if you have the worst loss against the spread, <laughs> you're going to, so it's, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'll let you know how it goes. All I'm right. saying this from a, I watched a video of these guys doing this <laughs> and it looked interesting. And I convinced like six of my friends, five of my friends to do it over zoom, uh, on Wednesday night. And, uh, so who knows? I could, I could lose like 20 bucks on this thing and be like, I'm never doing this again. Um, but it uh, honestly sounds more intriguing to me than doing a full season of like fantasy. Football. Absolutely. Cause this is like three weeks, four yeah. weeks long. Like yeah. this is it. Like you get to go do this 
and you're probably going to have a team in it the whole way as opposed to, yeah, like fantasy football, man. You have the crappy team or a bunch of injuries. Like I had Nick mm-hmm. Chubb. He's out for like the whole first part of the season. By week four, I was like, I'm not winning. Like this yeah. is dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm out. Like, Yeah. I mean, that's why I did fantasy baseball one season. Yeah. One season. Ugh. Because it's so, it's so long. Baseball's tough. Baseball is tough. It's an everyday. Those guys yeah. are like, hey, I got a pinky cramp. I can't yeah. play today. And you're like, dude, that would have been great to know. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, baseball stuff. Uh, anyway, yeah. but yeah, this sounds this sounds way more. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super yeah. excited about well, it. Cool. All right, go ahead. All what right. you got? Um, mine is about the Grammys. Did you the the Grammy nominations came out um, in December, and in the children's music category, we are coming into like award season, yeah. which is going to mm-hmm. be like a really interesting it's year. Be interesting yeah. for sure. Um, the best picture nominees are. <laughs> The only movies that came out this year. <laughs> well, but see, a couple have come out. I thought they made an exception. Didn't they make an exception? I have exception? no idea. I'm they not, talked about making an exception. Not really an award ceremony person, but. Anywho, but the Grammys um, came out, and in the children's music um, category, all of the nominees were white. And of the five, four of them were white men. Um, one was a white woman. And three of the nominees rescinded their nomination. Don't pick me. No, they said I'm giving like don't I am not pick somebody else. Take me off the list. Yeah. I don't want to be part of this category um because you have talked about diversifying and changing your strategies for how people get nominated and And this is in the children's music category. Yep. Okay. And clearly you're not doing it. And children's music is more than and this is a quote from one of the white men that rescinded his nomination. Children's music is more than white men holding a guitar. Like <laughs> a white dude holding a guitar. Would we know any of these people? I don't even um, know what I kids' music. I wouldn't know them. Okay. Um, I didn't know them. Um, but it did lead me a little bit down a rabbit trail of looking at like non-white children's music, which was kind of cool. Um, and then kind of made me think like, oh, when when if I have kids, like how would, like what kind of music would I want them to listen to? And, um, you know, I grew up on Raffi almost 100%. Like my children's music was a white dude holding a guitar 100%. And so uh, how does my that kid different? had Alexa sing a song called pineapple, Butt um, <laughs> as of yesterday. So, and I don't know who sings that if they are white, black or whatever. I don't know. Did it sound like a white dude um, holding a guitar? No, it definitely wasn't a guitar. Okay. Um, so pineapple, Butt, look it up. You'll nice, love it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Mostly it was interesting that the, those three, nominees one was a solo artist and then two were bands um they said take us off the off the ballot we don't want to be part of that wild yeah crazy i know um yeah so it is when when are the grammys i don't know oh okay (laughs) that's good (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like february usually usually those are after the super bowl yeah i feel like you're right yeah yeah like february march early early ish there so There you go. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, you and Kylie did a little back, back in the pre-service game era. Sure were. You guys finished some fancy quotes. That's right. And you're going to be back again. No. Yeah. Oh, you know what this week is? Oh, I don't know what this week is. I know, because Kylie is out of town. Oh. Um, she is uh, flying uh, to Memphis, Tennessee. And then right. driving a friend down who's taking their kids to college. Anyways. Cool. Um, so she's going to be gone on Sunday. So um, Lauren doesn't know this. 
But Lauren, I think, I think, <laughs> hi, Lauren, is going to be doing. I don't know that she listens to the podcast. No, she, so she probably doesn't. That's you'll fine. Have to this tell is her. her punishment. Then <laughs> this is why she listened to the podcast. She would know. Uh, I'm playing the pre-service stuff with you. All so, right. Anyways, we'll week two of our series. Uh, log in a few minutes early on Sunday at 945 to be a part of the pre-service festivities. And then 10 a.m. on our live stream uh, as well. We would love to have you be a part of uh, our our series on that. And if you're interested in being a part of an in-person service, we've got limited space available. We'd love to have you RSVP and come check it out. Um, the next update for the lockdown is January 11th, which is the day after Sunday. Woo-woo. So uh, we might know more information next sun- next time we record this podcast nice. on what that reopening stuff would look like. So we're all crossing our fingers. We'll see. Yep. But uh, other than that, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.